I am with Bearing Precious Seed. I've been there the last 17 years. I was kind of the drive out here from we live in Milford. The drive out here, I drove past where I used to live when I was a kid. I went to Little Miami High School and uh, got here and, and met Brother Mike. And uh, I graduated with his mother. So he says, "You're you're old enough to be." like my parents' age, and I said, yeah, I, I am, and uh, so that was kind of neat, um, but you know, a lot of memories through the years, but uh, I drove past the house where I got saved. On Wednesday night, we came home from church, and Pastor Raymond Steele had preached, and I knew I was lost, and at nine years old, my dad came in the room there, and I got saved, and uh, never, uh, never drive by there, I don't think about that, and uh, it's exciting what God continues to do. He allowed us to come to the ministry 17 years ago. Uh, and it's amazing what God's done at Bearing Precious Seed through the years. And that was 2,052 rolls, 57 trucks. And uh, each roll is about $800 a piece, $850. Uh, so you can figure out how much paper went through those presses. Uh, it is exi exciting what God does. Uh, we have about 600 rolls in-house right now, which is pretty high. But when things got bad with COVID, we started buying paper when we could. And God was providing it from places we didn't expect it to come from. And the prices dropped, and we bought some more. And uh, so if you walk through right now and I said, we need paper, you're going to say, what are you talking about? It's everywhere. But in one, in one week, if we're running both the presses, we would run over a million scripture. And uh, we can't do that because we don't have enough storage for it and we don't have enough outlets at the moment, but we're working on all that. And we will continue to increase where we can and continue to do more. God provides what, he, what we need. Uh, right during uh, COVID, at the end of it, a guy called me and said, I've got some paper I want to sell you. He says, Bible paper, I'll sell it to you for 40 cents a pound. I said, well, I'll take it, because Bible paper costs about $1.10, $1.15 a pound. He said, well, I need to send you a sample. I said, no, I'll, I'll take it. He goes, no, I have to send you a sample. This paper is canary yellow. I said, well, I'm going to look at it, but I'm still going to take it, because a person's never had a Bible, they don't know what color the pages are supposed to be. So we can print on it, we can get it there. So that paper came in and came in in about December. And uh, canary yellow is brighter than this yellow. Uh, it's probably a little brighter than your flowers here. It, it's, it's bright. And people would walk through and they would see, you know, we had tore back some of the cover on it so we could see the color. And they would just look at it and laugh. And I'm not real sensitive, but after a while, when people are laughing at you for buying something, you start thinking, did I do the right thing? Then a war started over in the Ukraine. And you know, God provided that paper three months before that war started. We printed 60,000 New Testaments on that yellow paper with a blue cover that matched their flag. And those all went to the Ukraine. Through that, we also sent three containers of John and Romans that went over there 
And uh, we've heard a lot of good reports of the scripture, what's happened over there, the surrounding countries where the refugees were coming, and even here in the States, some of the refugees that got those. So, you know, God has a way of providing things ahead of time. I first came to BPS, I sat down on an airplane by a guy, and uh, probably nobody in here has this problem, but when I get on an airplane and I start walking back the aisle, I see people praying everywhere that I don't sit there because I take up so much room. Uh, I sat next to this guy, and when I saw him on an airplane, I, I like to ask him one of two questions. I like to say, where are you from? And I've never had anybody look at me and say, I don't know. They know where they're from. That's an easy question. And then I like to ask them, what do you do for a living? Because after they tell you, they usually say, what do you do for a living? I get to tell them we print Bibles and send them all over the world, and that opens other doors to talk to them about the Bible usually. Well, I sat down next to this guy, and he was reading a book. I skipped the first question, and I said, what do you do for a living? And he looked up from his book looked back at his book and kept reading. Never had that happen, but he just kept reading. About 20 minutes into the flight, he closes his book, and he says, I'm in advertising. What do you do? I'm as human as everybody in this room. I thought, I'm going to make him wait 20 minutes. I didn't. I didn't. I told him, and he says, really? He said, uh, I was adopted. This was an Asian fellow. He says, a missionary adopted me when I was a kid. He says, is there anything I can do to help you? I said, well, I don't know. Uh, maybe. I told him we were looking for a computer to plate system for our shop. And uh, I didn't know a whole lot about him. But he says, well, I don't know anything about him, but I know people that do. So he sent us to Berman Printing in Cincinnati. We spent a day with him. At the end of the day, I found out what we needed cost $210,000. And I shared this morning in Sunday school of some other big ticket items that God provided. After spending that day with them, I thought, well, maybe we can find a used one or something. And the guy that went and spent the day with me, he came in and he says, hey, I found one of those out in St. Louis. He said, uh, what do you think? I said, well, go look at it. So he went out and looked at it, and he called me, and he said, uh, you know, we've been saving for one of those for five years. I didn't even know what they cost, and we had $30,000. He got out there, and he said, uh, well, they said they'd take $36,000 for this. I said, well, tell them we want it. As it was being installed, the guy installing it said, uh, where'd you get a brand-new AGFA machine? I said, well, it's used. It's five years old. He goes, they never turned it on. He said, this is brand new. That's God. And he continues to supply that way. I could take you a walk through the shop and I could show you well over a million dollars worth of equipment that we've paid about maybe $300,000 for all of it. And uh, God's provided all that and it's because it's for his word what he continues to do. We also needed a, a sheet-fed machine. So Jerry, our pre pressman, and I were supposed to go look at it in Milwaukee. And the place had closed down up there. By the way, that computer-to-press system, 
uh, computer to press uh, system that we bought. Uh, it came from the Pentecostal publishing house, so I guess God was just letting it sit there until we needed it. Uh, they had went out of business, and so that, that's just how he provides sometimes. But Jerry and I were supposed to go look at this press, and something came up. I had to go out of town. I said, well, Jerry, you're going to have to go look at it. He said, well, I'm not a negotiator. I said, oh, it's easy. Just get it for as less as you can buy it for. So he went up there, and he went in. The guy turned the press on, and he ran it. It's exactly what we needed. It was a five-color with a coder, and we were excited about that. The guy says, I want 30000 for it, which was a good deal. Jerry says, would you take five? The fellow got a little upset and said, well, I can scrap it for five. He says, yeah, but we're printing Bibles, and we really need it. The guy said, I'll take ten. Jerry looked at him and asked him if he'd come down to eight. We bought that press for $8,000 and promoted Jerry to our primary negotiator. So he, he, uh, but that's just God, how he provides. And if, if we walked around the shop, we could show you many, many things that God has provided and continues to provide for his work. It is exciting how we continue to have things come in from places we don't expect. Last year... Personalized John and Romans in the United States went to churches and 211 churches in 44 states. And uh, it was over 2 million copies of the John and Romans that were distributed in their communities. And that was exciting. Uh, foreign field that we did some personalized stuff when 22 churches in countries of Barbados, Belize, Brazil, Canada, England, Fiji, Germany, Guatemala, Italy, Mexico, Nicaragua, Paraguay, Peru, Venezuela, Wales, and Zambia. Uh, again, it's God doing all this and the scripture going out, and we just get to be a part of that. I opened it up for questions this morning. If you have any questions now, you can ask me after church, and we'll try to answer those questions for you uh, about the ministry. But God continues to provide. It's his word. It's for his work. And, you know, folks don't get saved without the word of God. And it is exciting how he continues to do that. We're going to look at the Bible real quick. We're going to look at some thoughts about the Word of God. You know, as I was driving out here, I went past the school that I went to for the first six years of my life. And I told you it was kind of a nostalgic thing every time I drive through that little town. And, and I got to thinking, I had a teacher in first grade. Her name was Mrs. Whitaker. Mrs. Whitaker was a very petite lady. Uh, by the time I was in the sixth grade, there was one teacher in that whole school that was taller than me. And uh, he taught the fifth grade. His name was Kennedy, Mr. Kennedy. And uh, he's the only person in the school that was taller. And, but anyway, back in the first grade, Mrs. Whitaker taught us our vowels. Now, you can probably think back and Think about who taught you your vowels and so forth so you could read. Uh, but today we're going to revisit our vowels. Maybe it'll help you remember a few things here. Uh, we're going to start in John chapter 1 and verse 1. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. 
Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this time this morning. Be with us. Help us to uh, leave a few things, Lord, that we could think about the word of God throughout the day and ongoing. And Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to get it around the world. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, we're going to start with the letter A. I want you to think about this. The word of God has always been. It's always been. We just read John 1, 1 and 1, 2. Uh, Psalm 119, 160 said, Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. You know, the word of God's always been, and, it, and the Bible tells us it's always going to be. So there is an importance of it. You know, it's always right. The word of God is always right. Psalm 33 and verse 44, 33 and verse 4, For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work, are done in truth. Psalm, uh, John seventeen seventeen. sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. So it's always, it's always been, it's always right, but it's not available everywhere right now. Half the world has never seen a copy of the word of God. That's hard for us to imagine living here where we do, but half the world's never even seen part of the word of God. So it's not available in over 3,000 languages. We're trying to work on that through the school that's teaching translators, and we're going to try to chip away at it. But it takes some time. It takes a lot of time for someone to translate and do it right. So pray about that. And so, A, always been, always right, but it's not available to everyone yet. Number two, it's, it, it's, it's eternal. It never changes. Psalm 119 and verse 89. You know, that's a neat, neat chapter. Think about this today. Psalm 119 is pretty much right in the middle of your Bible. Longest chapter in the Bible. 172 of the 176 verses in that chapter refer to the Word of God. I think it wasn't placed there by accident. And uh, I'm excited about how many references there are to the Word of God. Psalm 119.89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. You ever stop and think about where your salvation settled? It's settled in heaven also, through his word. Oh, what it's going to be like when we get there one day. His word will be exalted, 138 and verse 2. Thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Isn't that amazing? God magnified his word above his name. I believe it's important that we get the word of God to everyone that we can possibly get it to. It's essential for strength, for a close walk, and for salvation. Psalm 119, verse 28, My soul melteth for heaviness, strengthen thou me according to thy word. Psalm 119, verse 50, it says, This is my comfort, my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. 119 and verse 133, order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Is it everywhere? No, it's not everywhere. I've been in villages in deep Mexico, they've never seen a copy of the word of God there. I've been in other countries where they don't have a copy of the word of God. You know what? Some of your neighbors may not even have a copy of the word of God. It's our job to give it to them. It's our job to tell them, about 
the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's inclusive. Here's our eye. It's inclusive. For God so loved the world. Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. It's for everyone. What do you do when you run into somebody that can't read it? My uncle, we called him IU. IU couldn't read. When I was in Bible college, I got a real burden for my uncle. So I went down to see him. And I'm using this example on purpose so you can think about something. Went down to see him. We're sitting out on his porch. And I said, Uncle IU, I said, I want to talk to you about being saved. He goes, you know I can't read. I said, well, I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. He says, no. He said, I want you to do that. And it it, it broke my heart because he didn't even want to hear it. And I said, well, why wouldn't you want to hear it? He said, well, I'm 60 years old. He said, I've watched Christians my whole life. If they're going to heaven, I don't have a thing to worry about. Whoa. Well, what kind of testimony is your life to somebody that's unsaved? Now, I tried to talk to him a couple more times, and he got leukemia, and he was in the hospital. I asked my dad. He was going down to Kentucky, Russell County, and he said, I said, Dad, would you stop and see Uncle IU one more time? He said, yeah, I'll stop. I'll check. I'll talk to him. So he went in, and Dad started witnessing to him there in the hospital, and he said, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Dad turned to leave, and the guy in the next bed was in his 80s. He stopped my dad, and he said, sir, am, am I, can I do that? Dad walked over and led him to Christ. Well, that was exciting. The next morning, Dad stopped by to see him before he was coming back home, and my Uncle Ayu sat up in the bed, and he says, I did it. He said, you did what? He said, I did what he did last night after you left. <laughs> now, there was a change that took place in my Uncle Ayu's life. A real change. I mean, the way he talked changed. What he did changed. Now, he only lived a couple years, but that last two years, he lived for Christ. And through that, I mean, we can see family members that have come to Christ also. But, you know, it's our job to make sure that folks know about the Word of God and what it can do for them. It's instructional. Psalm 119 and verse 11 said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. told you I grew up in Butlerville. We went to First Baptist Church at Rochester, and teachers back then would have you memorize Scripture. Now, I'm not recommending you memorize this way, but back then, you got to put a little star up on the board. And so I'd get in the car on Sunday morning, and it was about six miles over there or so, and I'd read and read and read all the way to church. I'd go into my Sunday school class, and I want to go first. Now, I don't recommend memorizing that way, but you know what? Most of the scripture that I know is because of what those teachers did when I was a kid. Most of the scripture that you've memorized probably when you were a kid It's a little harder to memorize now. It is for me, anyway. It's instructional. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. 
It's instructional. It's original. We established this earlier because uh, it came from God. It was from the beginning. Forever settled in heaven. But you know, it's kind of sad because many folks make the Word of God optional. Churches are making it optional now. Many of them don't use it. I travel across this country representing the ministry, and most of the churches I go in still use the Bible, so thank God for that. But many churches have turned into entertainment centers, but they make the Word of God optional. Psalm 119.97 says, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my motivation all the day. Joshua 24.15 says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. I worked with a fellow, his name was Mike, and I'd witnessed to Mike through the years. I'd left there and I'd gone on to another job and it was before I came to Bearing Precious Seed, but I wanted to talk to Mike. I heard he was sick. Actually, I was already at Bearing Precious Seed when I made the phone call. And I said, Mike, I'd like to come and see you. It was on Memorial Day weekend, I remember it. Called him on Friday. He says, oh, I'd love for you to come and talk to me. I said, well, I'll be right over. He said, no, I've got family coming in. He says, let's do it Monday. So, okay, what time? He told me. Sunday night, I got a phone call that Mike had passed away. You know, the word of God is only good news if it gets to them in time. They can only accept Christ if it gets to them in time. It's our job to get it to them. It's our job. We're going to continue to do that. The Word of God is universal. Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's up to us to get it to, world, to the world. But this morning, I have a question. Have you accepted Christ as your Savior? Has there been a time that the Word of God convicted you of your sins and you've accepted Christ as your Savior. Second question is, are you sharing the gospel with others? Again, it's only good news if we get it to them in time. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. You guys support missionaries and they're all over the world. I saw your board back here and and that's blessing. We can do more. We can do more getting it to them. Uh, This week, we got a letter, and there's a a church up in Columbus that has been sending a John and Romans to every home in the whole city. It's a big job. They're mailing in their homes, and, and the letter went like this. One of the John and Romans went to this lady. She was 90 years old. She got it in the mail, and she laid it on a table, and it just laid there. She didn't. She didn't touch it for three days. She'd walk past it, and it would just be there. The letter said that she stopped one day, and she picked it up, and she read it, and she accepted Christ as her Savior. She called the church and asked if she could get a ride, and so the bus has been picking her up, and her plan is to continue to ride that bus to church. Let me ask you something. If the Word of God had not come to her, she's got less time left than most of us. Now, we, none of us know how much time we got left, but if she's 90 years old, most of you are going to outlive her. But this morning, how many in here are doing all we can 
get the word of God to others. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that it is for us. Lord, it is convicting. And Lord, it will show us how to be saved. And Lord, many folks in this room, I'm sure, are saved. Lord, help us all to do more for you. Help us to share the word with others. Lord, we thank you for this church and its its outreach and what it continues to do. Lord, be with the pastor as he comes and concludes the service. In your name we pray. Amen.